You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, we're sitting down with John Farragon to discuss a new HIV variant. Thanks as always for being here, John. Yeah, uh, thanks. Glad to be here again uh, to talk about. I think this is an important topic to kind of go over all of the information around this new variant. So John, what is this new HIV variant and how did we learn about it? Yeah, so Mariana, this is um this has just recently been published in the last last few weeks, but um the, the description of the new variant was published in the journal Science in, in early early February, actually. So the study, which was from the Netherlands, um revealed the existence of what we would refer to as kind of a more transmissible and damaging variant of HIV. So um, the study, which was led by researchers from the University of Oxford, it's this big data uh, institute, uh, was the first to discover this highly virulent variant of the subtype B uh, HIV. So it's um, so it's HIV and, it, and it's HIV-1 subtype B, but it's just this kind of super variant. Um, and I don't want people to get nervous about it because it's it's not nothing to be concerned of. And, you know, unless you're you're not diagnosed, I mean, you can you can certainly progress more quickly with this variant. But um, all the treatments so far, as far as we know, work against this variant. So that's really the key point. Uh, but the study also revealed that the um, the variant's probably been circulating in the Netherlands for years, and most importantly, uh, it remains uh, you know again, like I said, completely responsive to current HIV treatment. But it's been around for a while. So you know, you may have patients that you might have actually wondered why, you know, it looks like they only got infected a couple of years ago and, and their T cells have dropped really quickly and they, and they, and, you know, they're really sick on presentation, but probably were only infected in a few years. There's a potential that this could be possibly involved with, with some of those, some of those patients. Okay. So what do we need to know about this new variant? Why is it so important? Well, I think the main issue here is that I think people living with, with uh, newly revealed HIV subtype can experience double the rate of immune system decline. So CD4 counts can go down about twice as fast as it would for someone who has this, uh, who has a very, who has basically normal subtype B virus. That's not this, uh, this kind of, um, kind of new variant. Um, They also um, tend to have higher, higher HIV viral loads. That's the amount of virus that's in the blood. And they are um, vulnerable to developing what we would call AIDS um, uh, two to three times faster after diagnosis um, than if they were living with other strains of the virus. And basically that has a lot to do with, you know, if you have a higher viral load, you're in, and um, 
uh, the, the rate of, of your CD4 count usually will be more rapid because uh, the more virus, the more CD4 uh, cells that you, that you destroy over time. So people can, can go from just having HIV infection to having like an AIDS-defining illness really, really quick. So, so this is really, um, really important because it suggests that the time to HIV would, would obviously be much faster for persons infected with this variant. Just as a reminder, um, HIV, you know, we don't talk about this much, but we talk about the treatments and we talk about all the information about it, but really it remains the deadliest pandemic of our time um, with an estimated 79 million people uh, infected uh, with the virus. And while treatment is very good, there's still no vaccine and no cure. So despite the, you know, the, the advances that we've made even in COVID in this recent couple of years, we still don't have a vaccine for for HIV, and that has a lot to do with how the body responds to, to the virus. But it's estimated that 36 million people died from, from, uh, from AIDS-related illnesses since the start of the, of the pandemic, and, um, and about 1.5 million people were newly infected with HIV worldwide in 2020. So again, still a big, um, a big issue uh, in, uh, in the world, uh, HIV re remains. So we certainly want to make sure that, that we keep that in the back of our mind. There's still people getting infected, obviously, and this is obviously a concern if they get infected with this new variant. That all sounds pretty serious. Should we, we, should we be worried? Yeah, I think that's the question I think everybody's wondering, right? So I think when you hear this in the late press, sometimes people who don't know all the information may get nervous right away and think, oh, this is bad. This is, there's some new, something new that's going on. And I think as it, as it relates to COVID happening at, happening at the same time, People hear a variant about COVID and they just want what's going to happen. And, you know, we did that with Delta. We did it with Omicron. We've done it with all the variants, right? Um, but I think the bottom line is that the, the concern with, with new data that gets reported, I think, you know, people often uh, don't get the whole story. So I think the point here is that there's no cause for alarm. And that's been, that's been reiterated across many HIV researchers and scientists across the board. Um, if you talk to anybody or read the wires where people have been interviewed, um, major scientists across the country, they've all said the same thing. This is not a concern. Um, I think it, it's interesting in the fact that there's a particular HIV strain um, that, you know, that um, makes people um, progress more rapidly, but it responds well to antiretroviral treatment. So assuming that the person who's exposed to this strain will receive treatment, uh, there should not be any increased risk of, of illness or death as long as that person gets into care as quickly as possible. And if we're following testing rules, or testing, you know, recommendations, uh, especially high-risk patients. You know, hopefully, we're picking those patients up early. So when people are here about new variants, again, uh, you know, especially with the concerns with Delta and Omicron, um, newly identified variants, they concern people. And just please know that this does not represent a major public health threat by any means. Um, it just simply underscores really the urgency of of speeding up our efforts to halt the HIV pandemic. Um, and through usually, most likely, I think through pre-exposure prophylaxis, giving people medications to prevent HIV, and obviously coupled with, with some vaccine and cure research. But we have a lot of work to do still, but I don't want anybody to come away thinking that this is, um, this is really something to be concerned about. I think everybody um, should, should not be worried about this, especially if, you're, if, you, if you do acquire this, this variant, all the treatments so far um, appear to be effective for, for this variant. Got it. So as we begin to wrap up, what are some key points for providers to take away from all of this? Yeah, so some key points in summary, uh, Mariana, the first compelling description of the variant um, that appears to be more virulent, it's called VB, so that's for virulent subtype B. This new variant um, actually seems to have emerged probably more than 30 years ago, too, based on what they've what they've what they've done for research-wise, uh, but its existence was existence was only really recently confirmed by a team of, of genetic researchers from the United States, the UK, 
Netherlands, France, Sweden, Germany, Switzerland, and Finland, although this, the data came out of the Netherlands um, study. Um, the v variant, VB variant has only been found in 109 patients who, who, patients who have acquired HIV so far, so most of them have been Dutch. Um, but although it's not widespread, the concern is that obviously, you know, absent of preventative treatment, that that variant, you know, could attack the immune system much more aggressively than more common strains, especially in people who are are walking around with unidentified HIV infection. All right, so again, points for for um, not only for PrEP but also pointing towards testing for people who are high risk, especially those who may not be on treatment or may not be on prevention medications. The most important take home lesson I think is that it's not like a new Omicron variant variant or or Delta that we're going to have a new wave of some terrible problem with HIV. You know, the, the, the bottom line is, is that this is not a major public health concern. You know, the point would be just make sure that if people do have this variant, that they would want to make sure that they get treated uh, more quickly, which again, we're treating people as soon as possible anyway. So I, I don't know if we really even change much of what we're doing for patients if it was identified. Um, and I think this may be one of the quickest ones we've done, Mariana, so far uh, for, for information. But I wanted to just cover the highlights of this variant. There's not a lot more to say about it, except for, you know, what, what we've already talked about. So hopefully people will, will appreciate this and it'll be helpful to you who are listening today to kind of ease your fears about the new HIV variant. John, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about this new HIV variant, what risks it might pose and what it means for folks moving forward. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.nekaatc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaatc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaatc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.